Hi, and welcome to another episode of Solidarity, the singleness podcast. I'm Bridget G, the host of hosts. Okay, now that's not, that's not true at all. Um, well, <laughs> cue the music, Bridget. Last month, I went to Texas. In fact, in my life, people have been like, where are you, Bridget? (laughs) And the answer, I'm risking the vulnerability of, you know, sharing all of my information on the internet. But I'm not really that afraid of what could happen in that case. But the answer is often Tucson. I'm usually in Tucson. If I can help it. And I also don't feel it's necessary for me to post a schedule online about where in the world is Bridget San Diego. If you're young or from a different country, that was a where in the world is Carmen San Diego reference. Don't worry if you don't get it. It doesn't need to be explained. Last month, though, I was in Texas. It was the last leg of my book tour. People have also been asking me that. How was your book tour? And I'm like, well, it's it's over. <laughs> and also, ugh, I think people just want to hear something positive and good. They want to hear, oh my gosh, it was so successful. Tons of people came. I sold hundreds of books, etc. But that's not the story I'm telling. I'm actually telling a story more about my pilgrimage into holy aloneness and holding the tension of being alone when I didn't think I'd have to be, but also being loved and being hosted really well. So yes, months ago, towards the beginning of 2022, I made a plan to go on a book tour. Part of it was out of the fact that I do travel a lot for work and I thought I could just tack on a book event if I wanted to. Now, I don't know if I've shared this before, I don't listen to my podcast after I post it, so I'm so sorry if I've already told parts of these stories, but my idea for a book tour, like ideal book tour, if I could have made it happen, is that I would have done a bunch of events that were like speed dating, but speed friending, that people could come to a local brewery or coffee shop or church even and do a speed friending event. You make friends in your city. No matter what, if you find love, you find love. But also I could jump in to that speed speed friending event and meet people. And it could be sponsored by my book. So I could get up and say, hey, I wrote this book. And a lot of it is about friendship and how hard and good and essential friendship is. I could have wrote a book about that, to be honest. <laughs> but when it came down to me trying to get bookstores and churches and coffee shops and breweries to partner with me in this way, I just really didn't get a very strong response. 
And so what the book tour ended up being was that I had a party in Denver with some of my Denver friends. I did a little let's meet up at a park in San Francisco, which was actually fun and adorable and intimate. And then, of course, I had a party here in Tucson, one in Phoenix, and those ones were moderately attended. Like, honestly, I'm so honored and privileged to have the people in my life who support me and celebrated me well. Because in some ways, this was like the biggest deal of my life. Little 11-year-old Bridget was like, I'm going to be an author. I thought what I would do is I'd be a teacher so I could also be an author. I have a degree in, in writing. And so, you know, as time has gone on, like, it's it's just my the way I've thought about my life has shifted in terms of my plan. No matter what, though, mentally, I had this idea that I would get to write and possibly be published. One of my college friends, Chelsea, is like, remember how your goal was to be published by 30? And I was like, okay, rude. Because <laughs> I only was two years off. I got published by 32. Um, I got my publishing contract when I was 31. So I was pretty close. I was really close. So anyway, lots of people in my life know that I have been trying to be an author and a lot of people don't know that, actually. So that's been kind of funny about this whole thing. Either way, it's a huge deal. And I feel so grateful that I've gotten to experience this. The thing, though, is that the publishing industry has changed so much over the years. And I kind of went into this season knowing that I really wanted to lean in and put my heart and soul into the way I market my book as much as I could. Because the truth is, I'm limited. I have capacity, you know, I'm just a little, little old human, just like everyone else. And so there's just a lot to juggle, especially emotionally and mentally in this process. Like it's so exciting, but it also, you're putting yourself out there in so many ways. You're saying, Hey, read my book. It is meant to bless you. And to believe that it, it's just a huge deal. So I went to Nashville no one showed up at my Nashville event, but I had my friend Gwen with me. And we had a really great weekend also kind of celebrating my birthday in Nashville. It was interesting. It was weird. It was different. Not that unlike some things I've experienced in ministry before, having no one show up. I did everything in my power, you know, to get the word out. But it is what it is. And then the last leg was Texas. It was going to be a Houston-Austin-Dallas combo and my friend was supposed to come with me and we chose that location because that's where her family lives. And we chose right before Thanksgiving so she could stay and be with her family for Thanksgiving. Well, life happens, circumstances changed, and she had to go be with her family because of a death of a loved one. And that meant me <laughs> deciding maybe I won't cancel because it was only like a week and a half before I was leaving maybe I'll go do this alone. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I took a 700 mile road trip from Friday through Sunday. Like I said, Houston, Austin, Dallas, and showed up where I told people I was going to show up. And at the bookstore that I had a signing, no one showed up. <laughs> One of the workers of the bookstore, she had a whole um, packet of like notes for me, mostly questions and comments that were really sweet. She'd read my book twice by then. 
So that kind of made that worth it. But when I went into Austin to go show up at this um, kind of food truck place, I got the most delicious pulled pork sandwich of my life um, that I ate alone. And I wasn't that surprised, but it was awkward. And I felt bummed because I had done everything I could to get the word out. Uh, Some other friends got the word out, but some of my friends that maybe could have made it either their plans changed or they were out of town or, you know, this, that, or the other. I'd never been to Texas before, um, like as an adult or even for fun. So I don't have like a ton of people there. The people I do have, I did get to see and interact with. But there was this moment where I was driving to my friend's house because I was going to stay there that night. And I had had those two events, the book signing and then dinner as my book tour you know, that I'd been posting on Instagram, the whole shebang. And I got a text from him and he was like, hey, we're ready for you. Come on over. I hope people showed up for your event. And I was getting gas and I just felt so embarrassed. And I was telling my best friend Dom about that. And she was just like, I don't want you to feel embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's not your fault. But recently, maybe you saw this on Twitter it literally was like a week or two ago. There was this other author, a fiction writer, I think a fiction fantasy writer. She had 40 people say that they were going to show up at her book signing and only two people did. And she just felt, she said the same exact feelings. I feel embarrassed. And tons and tons of famous writers actually retweeted and commented to her. I've been there. That's happened to me. And I just loved reading through all their stories because even the ones who are famous, who've been, you know, popular authors, who've made a career out of writing, they've had the exact same experience that me and this other author on Twitter have had too. I wish I had known that going into Texas because really I was just joining the ranks of all these other authors. (laughs) But at the time I just felt so alone, alone. I felt so lonely I was annoyed and mad that I had to drive around Texas by myself. You know, I bought myself snacks, stopped at H-E-B, checked out Bucky's. Like, I did all the things I felt like I could do alone. But I'm also an extrovert, so that was just a whole other, you know, hurdle for me to jump over was doing this alone. And so part of me didn't want to go to my friend's house because I didn't want to be like, no, no one showed up. I'm a total loser, (laughs) but I had to sleep, you know? So I show up at my friend's house and he and his family welcome me with open arms. So warm, so kind. They get me some tea. They put my bags in my room. We sit and talk and laugh and laugh, um, in the living room for like an hour or so. And honestly, I went from literally like deep darkness to bright daylight in my soul, just being, hosted that way being so loved and welcomed and not alone you know um so much so that in the morning I like didn't even want to leave I was like oh I have to leave you guys now (laughs) it was raining I had to drive to Dallas and I was like can I just act like I came to Texas to spend the weekend with you all but you know I'm a woman of my word so I showed up I went to Dallas to meet my aunt and her, my aunt and her husband and um, 
these two women showed up and one of my coworkers who I have not yet met before um, for a little book reading. And we had a lovely little time. Again, just a cute little intimate thing. But the two women who showed up, they had heard about my book from one of my other coworkers in um, Indiana. And I don't, I don't actually know that coworker either, but we all work for the same organization. But the, she had told them about my book and they went out of their way to meet me. And it was just so cool. Really just like a huge morale booster. And the truth was like, no matter what, like even though my friend couldn't be with me, like I had a bed to sleep in every night. I had places to stay. People bought me meals or a coffee or a tea, you know, like I really wasn't alone for very long. It was less than a day that I had to like travel around alone. And then, I mean, in the car I was alone, but um, there were enough podcasts for me (laughs) and people to talk to, you know. I had lots of friends that were with me virtually, which was really good. Yeah. And then I got to see a friend that I didn't expect to see, which was wonderful. But all this to say is that like the irony is not lost on me that my book is called Single Just Because, A Pilgrimage into Holy Aloneness. And the reason I call it a pilgrimage into holy aloneness is that I still feel like I'm always on the journey deeper into an aloneness that's holy, a place where I'm whole even when I'm alone. I don't think that we were made for loneliness, like the deep, sad loneliness. I don't think we were made to bail on each other or break promises or not be people of integrity or you know, betray each other in certain ways. Like, I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking of all the ways that we hurt each other (laughs) relationally. We weren't made for any negative relational experience. We were made for wholeness, for reconciliation even on the redemptive side of it all. So that's my desire for all of us single people, no matter what your singleness looks like, even if it's singleness after death and divorce, we were meant for a robust relationships with people around us, um, even if we're not married, you know, and, and this goes for everyone, not just single people. It's just that I think single people need to hear it. So sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's going to feel shameful and embarrassing that you're alone, that no one showed up for you, that a friend bailed on you. You'll feel like things are your fault when you don't succeed in certain ways Um, You'll feel bitter and resentful and angry that you're being left alone or that you have to do this thing or had to spend a certain amount of money all by yourself. Like I've been there a million times. But I do think that there's this invitation into a deeper wholeness and character development and maturity in the midst of it that we're not meant to remain in shame, embarrassment, anger, resentment, um, in unreconciled relationships. Yeah. We're meant for wholeness and good boundaries <laughs> and lovely, warm hospitality to learn to receive it and to learn to give it. That's, an, that's one of my pilgrimage moments in my book. Yeah. So anyway, I wrote a book about singleness and I'm still learning the lessons, lessons that I wrote in it. And, and that's okay. So I'm not even sure what I'm going to title this. You guys will know by the time I put this out. But I just wanted to pop in and say, hey, I'm still on this journey. 
I mean, I've been single for 12 years, more than 12 years now. Although I did make the um, goal for 2023 for it to 2022 is the last year that I will go without kissing anyone because it's been like an embarrassing amount of time that I haven't kissed someone. <laughs> so 2023 is the year of the kiss. It will happen. I'll keep you updated. And also, as I'm closing out here, I just wanted to let you know if you ever want to reach out, feel free to. I, I say the best thing to do is DM me on Instagram. I'm at the Bridget G. And I'll see it eventually. <laughs> um, I'd love to interact. And yeah, I'm not a famous author. I'm just me, the girl who sat outside of Austin in her rental car alone crying um, because no one showed up to her book tour event. But I'm also someone who can drive 700 miles in a weekend and have a good, a relatively good time, honestly. <laughs> If if not lonely, still fun. Um, I can be lonely and have fun at the same time. That's the dichotomy of being human, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm here for you. Get my book if you haven't. If you have got my book and you read it, please leave a review. Um, Amazon and Goodreads, I mean, they kind of use the algorithm to promote the book even more. And I'd love to see what you guys have to say about the book. Yeah, I hope it's a blessing to you. That's what it's meant to do. It's meant to bring you closer to your creator and more whole in love with God and creation. And so that's my prayer for you in this season. Get excited in the new year. There'll be some really fun episodes coming out that I have lined up yeah, we'll see what happens. This is going to be a fun year. And feel free to share the podcast with anyone. I know a lot of you who heard about my book are now listening for the first time. Hope you're having fun binging the episodes that seem to be clickbaity enough for you to listen. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll listen to the recent ones too. But I'll keep sharing my author journey with you all as well. Because I think it's important for me to be transparent about it. Even though it's a dream come true, it's rough, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm just out here trying my best. All I can do. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, friends. Goodbye.